everybody. Welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together. I'm your host, David Rosen. We have got a big movie today. We have got a Steven Spielberg big movie today. Uh, but before we get into it, I just wanted to, um, you know, do the usual beginning of the show spiel. Make sure you are subscribed to make sure you are rating and reviewing the show make sure you are sharing the show make sure you're sending us some feedback you can email me at bydavidrosen at gmail.com um, or just leave a review right there on itunes or wherever uh but we want to hear what you are thinking of the show we want to know uh if you're liking the the format you're liking the flow of it you're liking our uh, our opinions that we're putting forth on the show you know um we, we just want to uh, keep making it better, and uh, we really appreciate any feedback you can give us. So with that said, let's uh, jump into it. Um, you know, after what seems like an eternity, uh, finally, it is the return of Steven Spielberg, the blockbuster filmmaker. Based on the beloved book by Ernest Cline, Ready Player One takes place in a dystopian future where the only thing left to do with your time is plug into a virtual reality game world called the Oasis, in which you can be and do anything you can imagine. Before passing away, creator James Halliday issued a particular challenge that if someone would complete, would grant them control of the entire Oasis. Our hero, Wade Watts, played by Ty Sheridan, sets out to complete this challenge with the help of his friends in both the virtual and real worlds. It's a fast-paced, exciting throwback to the adventure movies of the 80s, which is fitting considering it's the era that James Halliday most loved. The movie feels like a theme park ride featuring hundreds of cameos from pop culture characters dating all the way back to the days of the Atari 2600. It's a fun ride that displays its inspirations right on its sleeve. And while it's been getting really mixed reviews out there, it has been a big hit, which was a little bit surprising. Not everyone thought it would be, but it is doing really great out there. And I, for one, really enjoyed this movie. Um, but you'll hear more about it in this conversation. So we are here doing another episode of Piecing It Together. Today we're talking about Ready Player One, the new Steven Spielberg movie. And with me is my buddy, Will. How you doing, Will? We live, baby. We live. <laughs> I'm good. Hello, everybody. I'm pretty good. I'm I'm next to nobody, but you know, you're going you're gonna, you're gonna to learn about me today, I suppose. That's right. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping to actually have you back for the Rampage episode. Oh, yeah, I'm so hoping to be back for that. Yeah, yeah we're going to have Rampage gonna, is, is near, two in a row. Near, near and dear to my heart. <laughs> so I, I thought this would be the perfect one to have you on for the first time because, uh, you know, being a big video game and pop culture type That's right. movie, you That's know, right. just seemed like the perfect fit That's for it. Right. It ain't gang related, it's game related. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm with that. No way. Oh, man. So uh, this is going to be an interesting one to talk about because the theme of the show is talking about the inspirations of movies. And this is a movie that is practically nothing but inspirations. It's just beginning to end. And uh, it's based on the book uh, by Ernest Cline. And Steven Spielberg really took the opportunity to I mean, throw everything at the screen. You really couldn't have asked for someone to take the helm any better than Steven Spielberg. I mean, he practically... He practically is behind most of the inspirations of the inspirations that was in, that inspired the movie and right? the, book, the book that inspired the movie. <laughs> right, so, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, this guy was watching Spielberg movies while he was writing it. Oh I, yeah, you know. I mean, like it's like the the big four. You know, you got Spielberg, uh, Zemeckis, mm -hmm. uh, Lucas, 
and Hughes, right? <laughs> Did I get that right? Uh, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Those right, are to four. me, that's the big four of, yeah. of 80s, early 90s cinema as yeah. far as, uh, you know, Brad Pack, whatnot. As far as movies uh, that we as teenagers grew up grew up watching, you know, that really impacted us. You know, your Breakfast Clubs, your Pretty in Pinks, your uh, Raiders of the Lost Arcs, you know, your, your Back to the Futures, you know, that... You know, it's your t- or I guess we could throw on uh, Cameron too for the Terminators, and whatnot. Big sure. five, then we got a big five. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, all of those things inspired Klein, and to have one of the big five actually reach back and do this movie that was pretty much inspired by the big five. I'm coining that, by the way, the big five. <laughs> it's pretty. I mean, if you just if you just try to wrap your head around that for a second, it's that's pretty huge. And and I always was like, how are we gonna get all these licenses to play nice on the screen together? You know, because People are pretty uh, touchy about their about how they what how they their licenses are treated and who sure. they're them out to and stuff. But I guess if Spielberg shows right. up asking really nicely <laughs> to use your license in a movie, you kind of don't say no to that. Right, right. So you know, kudos to to them manager, managing to wrangle Spielberg to do this because I really can't imagine too many other directors really being able to pull this thing off the way he did. Yeah, Spielberg wants to do it. He gets to do it. I mean, there was another... And he gets to do it his way. Yeah, there was another review I was uh, reading, or maybe I was listening to, I forget, but they were talking about how, like, the whole Shining scene with all the blood, getting that into a PG movie. Oh, yeah. You know, all that blood. Oh, man, know? the elevators. <laughs> yeah. Man, Spielberg, you want to do it? Sure, you know, sure, why The not? best part was in the theater. For, oh, for the record, I never read the book. Just Yeah, I was gonna, I was going to ask you that. Yeah, no, I never did either. No, I, I didn't read the book. And, and when I found out about the movie and, and how Spielberg was taking liberties with it, I really didn't want to read the book then. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to wait and see. But just... I mean, as soon as you saw the little girls, it's just, I mean, the elevators, you, people in the theater was already clapping. Like, yeah. they already knew what <laughs> time it was. H didn't know, but everybody else did. <laughs> <laughs> so we will, um, we'll definitely be circling back around to all that, but let's, uh, let's jump into uh, this show here. Let's start talking about uh, what movies inspired Ready Player One, and I will go first with the first puzzle piece that I have listed here, which is actually Willy Wonka, or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Ooh, wow, which really? to me, um, James Halliday is that eccentric mm. creator mm. who built a fantasy world to bring people into, and they're all his guests in this fantasy world. And uh, I, I can't really think of another movie that that is so... Um, you know, so clear that that is kind of the intention to for, to have this eccentric billionaire type guy bringing someone into his world. They actually have an opportunity to inherit this world from him. Mm. I, I think there's definitely a lot of Willy yeah, Wonka in this. Willy Wonka. And you know what? I what's the name of the actor that played Holiday? Do you know his name offhand? Uh, uh, and man, he, yeah, that guy. I could see him actually taking over for Gene Wilder and Willie Wilder. I could see that guy being sure. Willie Wonka. He could pull it off. I think I'd rather watch him as Willie Wonka than Johnny Depp, to be honest. Like, he just had that quirkiness about him now that you mentioned it. I, I just, the first thing I thought about was him standing next to some Oompa Loompas or something, and, and he could definitely pull that off. He, I could see that working really well. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Um, and, and he sure was weird. You know? Oh, yeah, he, was, he was quirky <laughs> as heck. Yeah. Can I cuss? Oh yeah, sure. He was quirky as shit. <laughs> Man, that dude was quirky, but but you know it worked for him. It worked for the character. You know he was like this introverted, um, just super uh, socially awkward. You know he 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 
he spoke through his creation kind of thing, you know, he, you know, quiet on the outside, but loud on the inside, you know, and, and it definitely showed with, with the oasis he created, you know? Yeah. You know, another, another thing, um, and this is more about Halliday, the character specifically, um, uh, before we move on to the next one, but a, a lot of the negative criticisms I've seen at uh, being thrown at this film, and for the most part, I think it's been mostly positive, but a lot of the negative ones like to mention about how, uh, where are the references to pop culture from like after the 2000s? Because this takes place like, I don't know, 60 like years 20, in the future. 2045. Yeah, I think. like what, what were the big characters in 2045? Why aren't people cosplaying as them or whatever you want to call it in, you know, virtual world? But, you know, really that's already been answered because everybody's obsessed with this holiday guy. And like these are his favorite characters from right. his generation, right, and so exactly. like it, and I think um, being obsessed with the game in the world of this movie is to be obsessed with the stuff that he loved. Exactly. And I think that answers itself right there, and mm -hmm. I think it kind of strikes that off the list of exactly. bad things about You're the exactly movie. Exactly right with that. That, that. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. So uh, with that being said, what uh, do you have uh, for a next puzzle piece here? Uh, my puzzle piece, or my first puzzle piece that I'm going to contribute, I'm, I got to go with Tron. Okay. I'm talking. I'm not talking uh, new Tron. I'm talking OG Tron. Right. Right. I'm talking, I'm talking 80s Tron. I'm talking in the same time frame as all of, of all of these pop culture references. Tron. Um, just, just, just first of all, just getting getting put into a game like that where, you know, you're you're running around your avatar, your avatar like the face scan. What not that you know that reminded me of the scene where you know um, Br bridges got digitized, you know, got broken down and sure. sucked into the game by the MCP or whatnot, and it was like the scene when you see all, when you finally see all the the members of the High Five, you know, uh, H Saito, uh, the other guy, and um, who am I missing? H Saito. Oh, Artemis. Artemis, yeah. Right. So you get the high five, but then when you see when you see them uh, in real life, you know that really took me back to how when you would see, um, like box uh, Bruce Boxleitner and um, uh, what's his name, the guy that played Sark. Like when you'd see their real life characters, uh, and then you see the contrast with their avatars in Tron. You know, and it, you, like when you see Boxleitner and you see Tron, it's like, oh, he looks like, just like Bruce Boxleitner, you know? <laughs> it, it's just, you know, those kind of things. It When I saw all of them together versus when you see them in the, the game world, it just gave me a Tron feel. Like like when you see, see them all in real life and you see them all in Avatar form, it just it just really took me back to that place. Sure. You know, it's, it's funny, too, because uh, this isn't really a criticism necessarily, but... It's funny because it's about Tron, but it's also about Ready Player One and a lot of other movies that are within the same realm. Is there's a lot of like neon lights, and that's not mm. really a video game thing. I mean, it kind of is with some like old school stuff, but like that, I, I kind of wish it was. Like it's such a cool look, you know? Yeah, that I think that was almost like a direct rift on on um Tron. Yeah, the just influence that Tron had on it, just the whole yeah. neon bright lights. Although. I, I guess if you want to compare it to something, you could com video gaming. You could maybe do uh, like maybe vector graphics. Right, like Vectrex was that the name of the system? Right, right that yeah, was the old yeah. version. But you know, like there are some arcade games that had vector graphics, like the Star Wars arcade is probably right, the most right. notable. Yeah, but you know, Tempest, uh, uh, Star Castle. 
Speaking of Tempest, I think I read that Tempest is one of the games he had to play in the book version. Probably. Um, yeah, probably. he had to do some kind of Tempest challenge. Yeah, my understanding is, uh, like, you know, the the challenges were really re rewritten for the movie, and we yeah. can go into that a little bit later. But, yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me if Tempest won the challenges. Not for at sure. All. For sure. Well, um, you know, <laughs> along that line, um, you know, but my next puzzle piece uh, is actually – Pretty terrible movie, but I think, uh, I, I, yeah, I think it's uh, an interesting, you an interesting one. I know, I know. Um, it's the Gerard Butler film Gamer. You know, I did watch that. <laughs> Remember that? I, I, I'll own that. I did watch. Gamer. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, this is a thousand times better, but you know, people just controlling avatars in a video game uh, world where you know it's kind of post-apocalyptic, like you know, it's the world the real world has gotten you know bad and everything like that you know i think there's definitely shades of that i think um i think that movie whether it inspired mm. the book or not i think it is kind of a stepping stone from things like tron to where we are now yeah yeah i mean you know tron tron was more or less a fantasy at the time the internet didn't even exist when tron came out right you know right. so now with gamer at that point you know people did have in-game avatars and gamer tags and you know professional esports were already were already well kicked off so sure you can definitely see the influence of it of its time versus you know tron in its time oh yeah and the challenges are an extension of esports so yeah they it kind of does go hand in hand with that what do you mean the challenges in uh in the game in the movie yeah, no no well maybe not all of them yeah i, I was no, thinking more of the race but see, now challenges the ch okay, the actual challenges in the movies are probably more akin to single-player games. Sure, sure. You know, but the the way they went about completing the challenges, like you know, a race. Okay, that that could be esportsy. Uh, not not so much though. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But I, I think I think we're gonna hit something else. We'll we'll be able to touch more on as far as what the challenges are more akin to. I think. Plus, I should mention that I don't play online games, so, right, so <laughs> I'm a total, so, so, yeah. So what, what is he even talking what about? What am I talking yeah, about? I don't yeah, know anything. Yeah, That's why I brought Will here. This guy, forget about it, you know? <laughs> What's going on around here? What kind of outfit is this? <laughs> so uh, what, what is your next puzzle piece? I got to go with, uh, I'm going with The Last Starfighter. Okay. One of my uh, personal faves, you know, I, I, I'm not sure, I, I think it was more of a, oh, critical reception than a, a popular profitable reception but i love the last starfighter and the way i feel that it it kind of is a piece that plugs into player one is just the whole um having to literally save the world so mm. to speak you know via a video game you know being good at the game is what got him in a position to save indirectly his world because the, the danger would eventually got to his planet but to save the alien guy that came to get him i forget his name i'm sorry oh so good but um, yeah you know it, it by saving helping him save his world he he saved the whole universe including his world so sure you know well I, i'm gonna lose a little bit of my nerd cred here um don't but... say you've never seen the last star fire <laughs> don't get up and leave what you mean bro what you mean no don't say that. yeah i never saw the last oh, star fire i told you not to say it man. you know i got the blu-ray i'm gonna i'm gonna fix this folks I'm gonna my, if i'd have known that i'd have brought it with me today 
I'm so salty now. I could have brought that. I'd have been nothing to throw in a car. Yeah, I, I, I need to see. I, you know, there's a chance. There's a lot of like classics that All I saw back in high school you <laughs> that you've never seen. The literal, the, the, the cinema masterpiece that is the last Starfighter. I know, I know. Oh, bro, it's crazy. Yeah, it's no, crazy. That's, not, that's beyond crazy. <laughs> That's, that's unforgivable, almost, man. Wow, there's a Blu-ray now. Oh man, yeah. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm promising right here on the air. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, he is. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure it happens. Don't, y'all don't worry about this. I got this. I got this. Oh man. So my, my next two, I'm actually gonna do together, um, because I, I think they kind of go hand in hand uh, with, with similar themes, um, mm-hmm. and that would be The Matrix and Avatar which are, are very different movies, but they both deal with going into another world. They both deal with, uh, you know, say, actually what you were just saying with The Last Starfighter, with, you know, saving your world by saving, you know, the other world as well, um, you know, taking over another character, basically. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, they both do involve basically like full immersion where you're in this, this kit, you know, where yeah. the matrix, you're getting this thing put in your neck, but you're being inserted into the quote unquote game world. Yeah. Or the real world. Right. The real actually, world. In, in the matrix, it's the real yeah, world. It's the other way around. Inserted. Yeah. With the avatar, with avatar, you're, you're getting put into basically a clone. So you're, you're, you're coming out of the real world and getting put back into the real world as a whole nother species. So that's that's kind of meta in itself. That's that's a whole lot going on right there. That's a lot for me. Sure, sure, yeah. But yeah, we're, we're these are these are both movies though where they're also another thing, not just what's happening, but these are movies that are big major adventures. Um, mm-hmm. And that's one thing. There's not really because everything is superhero movies lately. There's not mm-hmm. really adventure in a lot of these movies. And both of those I would I would consider adventures. And that's what I definitely would consider Red, Ready Player One to be, especially a classic Spielberg adventure is what it mostly is. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what do you have for your next one? Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, the Goonies. Goonies, all right. Um, I mean Goonies. That's an all-time classic. I, I hope you've seen the Goonies. Oh, yes, I've seen okay, the Goonies. Just check it, man. Yeah. Yeah. So been a while, but I have seen the Goonies many times. Yeah. Goonies. Did Spielberg do the Goonies? I think he produced it. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the way I feel the Goonies plugs into it is just the whole. Uh, like with the challenges, the whole clue to the next challenge, the whole sure. uh, key to the next clue to the next key to the next clue. The Goonies was just a big, long, okay, we got this clue. We got to figure out this clue. Okay, we figured out this clue, which presented another clue. So now we got this other clue. So now we got to figure out this clue. Okay, got some bad guys. We got to lose them. Okay, back to this clue. And that's kind of, to me, about the same pacing as Ready Player One. You know, once once you got the first clue, you got the first key, and you got another clue, then the, the pacing of the movie, the movie is driven by uh, people racing with, like, you know, because in the Goonies, both the bad guys... And the kids were, were, were racing to find this treasure. Sure. And in Ready Player One, it's the exact same uh, vehicle used to pace it as far as, you know, bad guys and good guys both wanting the same thing at the end. 
So they're both trying to figure out how to outwit each other along the way with these basic, with these, these clues and challenges to get to the ultimate goal. And to me, I feel that's, I mean, it's classic Goonies. Yeah. That, that aspect of it is classic Goonies, if you ask me. Yeah, I think that's what I like most about the movie, too. Like, there's, there's so much made out of the, um, out of the uh, you know, the references to pop culture and all that. There's so much made out of the, the whole virtual reality world. But when it comes down to it, this is just a classic adventure. And mm -hmm. there's just not that many of them anymore. And for it to not only pull it off well, but to just be uh, super exciting, I kind of think, from beginning to end, you know, which has that classic feel yeah i really got into it i really got into it I, I definitely i mean i need to see it again i need to see it two or three times just to just to catch everything it's a lot to wrap your head around i mean i'm i caught a, a pretty good amount of it but i'm sure there's a lot of uh uh <clears throat> easter eggs <laughs> yeah that are just scattered all about that movie that I, i'm gonna you almost probably got a free france some of it to catch I, it wouldn't surprise me yeah you know and i'm really looking forward to that i just i just I had like a warm fuzzy the whole time. Did uh, I obviously haven't read the book either, but um, at the ends, for some stupid reason, running around in my head, I thought it was going to be, especially with with Spielberg, I thought like the thing they had to do was going to be the ET game where you oh. can't win. You oh. know? <laughs> oh, you know what? Honestly, honestly, my gut was like it's going to be adventure. It had to be yeah. because it was the first Easter egg. Right. Like that. I mean, and for never ha never having read the book, I was kind of proud of myself for knowing that little bit of thing. That's like, awesome. Yeah. Dude, what was it Robin O or Walter Bobin or whatever the programmer's name? I mean. Yeah. That I definitely knew about that because. No, that's a good catch for yeah. sure to be able to to, to guess that because it is funny because as soon as they said it, I was like, oh my god, yeah, like I should have known that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I knew it straight off. I was like. With all this talk about Easter egg and whatnot, there's only one game it could be. And so I was, it's like I was, it was more of a validation than a surprise for me when it did turn out to be adventure. I was like, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> you know, I'm helping my girlfriend. Like, yeah, see, told you. Told you. <laughs> told you. <laughs> all right. Well, um, you know what? Again, I'm going to do two more together because, again, I, they, they're ones that I think have similar themes. One of them, I'll, I'll say this one first. Isn't technically a movie, um, although it was re-released as a movie. What? It is. What is, what is, what is this tomfoolery you got to pull out of your hat, man? Uh, well, technically, there's no rule that says it has to be a movie so, on this show. So. Okay. All right. But, but uh, no. All right, Holiday. <laughs> no rules. Yes. It is the three-part South Park Imagination Land episode. Wow. You ever yeah. see that? I have not. Yeah. No. They, well, they ended up re-releasing it as a DVD that was like a full-length movie where they stitched it together. So really? it was technically like a movie. It was, so. It's basically the second South Park movie, and what it is is just references after references. Like every character from the '80s and '90s were really? all in it. Yeah, Man, I don't want to see that. It, it's pretty fun, um, honestly. Like, I probably should have refreshed my memory before this show, but I don't mm. even remember what the plot was. I just remember it was just nonstop, uh, like video game and you pop know, it's culture. Funny references. You say that because everything I've heard about the book is that. It's just 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 a, a reference nostalgia of smorgasbord buffet, yeah. like it's, but it's, it's but it's like a buffet of like cotton candy. It's like it's 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 sweet yeah. and, and you like it, but it's not very filling or fulfilling, sure. and it eventually gives you a toothache. So yeah, <laughs> it's I think it's fitting that you don't remember the plot of South Park movie because from what I understand, 
uh, the way the book reads is less about the plot and more about just reference on top of reference. Like, yeah. like don't worry about the plot. Look, we got a Gundam fight Mechagodzilla over here. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it's like that kind of feel from what I heard. And, um, well, I don't know. I'm a tangent a little bit. but That's fine. But what I understand as far as the book versus the movie, being that Spielberg understands cinema as well as he does, he's fucking Spielberg, right? <laughs> so he took the, what I understand, he took the book and made made the movie, I know he rewrote the challenge and stuff, but he made the crux of the movie based more about Holiday as a person. Mm-hmm. I heard that the book was really just up, just reference after reference, pop culture after pop culture is just, just overkill. Just, right. just on top of, on top of, on top of. It's just brain meltingly. Whereas Spielberg focused the challenges. Sure. I mean, he's brilliant for this. If what, if, if what I'm, if what I heard about it is true, because he took, he managed to take the, you know, the movie's still totally based about rooted in eighties and nineties pop culture references and the way the Oasis is, is presented, but the root of the movie and the clues to solving the challenges was rooted in holidays, social awkwardness and his inability to uh, tell this woman that he loved her. Right. And, and even just even to kiss her and he didn't even like take her dance and he made her watch the shine in for Christ's sake. <laughs> and I mean, just for Spielberg to have the, um, the, the 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 cinema sense to look at the book and say, oh, this is a bunch of vapid stuff. Okay, but I can I can take this and that, but it's gonna need this, and to add that heart to it, to give it that gravitas, to really just give it. It gave it. The book was, the book didn't have like a soul to it. This movie has a soul to it, right? Because right. although, okay, yeah, he they end up in a Shining movie, okay, and they end up having to play adventure, okay, but it's how they got to figure out that's what they needed to do next. Whereas that part of the book, what I understand was just some more eighties and nineties pop culture stuff on top of pop culture stuff Yeah, that it took who holiday was as a person and made you have to learn who he was as a person to figure out like what made him tick, what he felt his greatest failures were, what he had regrets about what he couldn't do anything about now that he's dead. That's huge, man. Sure. Hats off to Spielberg for that, man. That's, yeah. that's just, I mean, it, it from from the from what he had to work with with the source material to what he turned in as a motion picture, having, you know, added that component to it that was I understand was solely lacking from the book. Man, that's Spielberg, man. That's sure. that's, that's genius. Yeah, it, it's it's good to see him back doing something like this. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, next up I think is uh, Indiana Jones Five and. Indiana Jones Five? Yeah, no, that's happening. It, doing, is 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 Harrison in it? Yeah, he said straight up, it's the last time I'm doing it. And Spielberg, you know, <sighs> the last one was so bad, but but you know, it did have the main culpa. Yeah, I mean, I think this, I think, I think you could pull it off. I think uh, if anyone can pull off Spielberg, sure. I mean. Yeah, I mean, this proved that he's he's well, he still got know it. Shia LaBeouf was gonna be a bad bet at the time. <laughs> I mean, there's some things you can't fault the man for. There's some things you just can't see coming sometimes, man. <laughs> oh man. Um, so the other one I was gonna mention, along with Imagination Land, it goes right along with everything we were just saying. But uh, Wreck It Ralph, which is another okay. tons of classic characters, just you know, 
squeeze them all in and like holy shit look who they included you yeah know? <laughs> yeah you're right as far as as far as video game uh license licenses and spectacle goes it's hard to beat it's hard to top record ralph yeah yeah that was that was pretty amazing yeah you're right it it's kind of the same feel with that all the boss <laughs> licenses and whatnot you know what i'm saying you got zangief and mario in the same scene that's, yeah that's kind of surreal yeah and also i was gonna say that's uh my two biggest omissions as far as like pop culture things are concerned one of them is i don't think there was any nintendo am i correct but there was in record ralph but uh, what in in ready Player one yeah i don't remember seeing any i mean there could have been squeezed in you, you know, know one of the war we, scenes but you know what uh I have to rewatch it again, but I wouldn't be surprised. Nintendo's pretty tight. Yeah. Pretty tight with, exactly. with their properties. I yeah. Didn't, yeah, I didn't, I mean, it, I didn't see any uh, magic mushrooms. Didn't see any one-up mushrooms. You know, right. you, you'd think something, some maybe coins. Yeah. But that's reaching, you know. Yeah, it's like, an arcade thing. Coins. That wasn't like a Nintendo. It didn't even make the Nintendo sound. They could have <laughs> at least did that at the Nintendo sound. You get right. the coins. That would have been great. Or, or a war pipe or something. That would have yeah, been cool. Some, yeah, right. You, you might be right about that. I have to, yeah. I have to do some reading or watch it again. I don't. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, recall. that that and my my other big omission. And this one's a little bit of a reach because I I can't imagine they would have done this in the first place. But when they had to recite a magical line, now I don't know uh, some kind of magic spell or whatever. I don't know if the one that they did was some kind of reference to any movie or anything. I'm not sure if I missed that, but. I was sitting in my seat just going, please be Klaatu, Veratu, Nikto from Army of Darkness. <laughs> I wanted to be Brown All Week, Brown Ninny Bomb from a Transformers the movie. Oh my God. That's what I wanted to hear. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what I'm talking about. There be stupid junkie on. And that's why Will is on this show today. Yeah, y'all know what I'm going on, Week, Brown Ninny Bomb. Y'all don't know about that. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, me, Grimlock, Grimlock loves cup stories. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, Where are any bombs at? <laughs> Do you have any other puzzle pieces? Not, not offhand. No. All right. No, but um, did you did you uh pick up on any? like references or things in there that they kind of played with that kind of made you go oh that's cool like for me one of the ones that, that got me was i love the uh zemeckis cube yes because you know it rewound time for 60 seconds and of course zemeckis made back to the future yep. and he's riding around in the delorean you know i just i just thought that when he did the zemeckis cube and it started rewound time back that that, that really that, that did something for me yeah that, that worked for me i just picture zemeckis like going up to spielberg just shaking his hand being yeah like, that was a nice Thanks, nod. Buddy. that was a real nice <laughs> nod zemeckis cube and it was actually rubik's cube so it's like you got a two for yeah and then it rewound time it's just it's just it was really well thought out did you see anything like that that, that made you kind of go like oh yeah that was that was a nice use of that i mean you know, just off the top of my head, and this one's a pretty obvious one, but for me personally, because you know I love King Kong, mm. by having King Kong during the that real race. King Kong. Like, yeah. Like, like uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong looked like. Yeah. That he, was that was beautiful. Same, exact same character model, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I enjoyed that a lot, too. Yeah. That was absolutely beautiful to get. Even if it's just 10 more minutes of King Kong, <laughs> that makes me happy. You know you what know? got me geeked was when that, when, uh, 
uh, what is it, Saito, I think it was, or the other guy, he turned into that Gundam. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I got a warm fuzzy just saying it. That yeah. got me so People were hyped. applauding in my theater. Oh, man, yeah. that was so dope to see yeah. a, a Gundam flying around for two minutes. It's like, you know, it was funny because I remember early on in the movie when he was like, I got this glove, let you turn to any robot you want for uh, two minutes or whatever. So when they were coming into the final showdown and he was just kind of sitting in the van, like meditating or sitting or whatever, I was already like, oh, he finna use that glove. He only got two minutes. <laughs> but I didn't know what he was going to be. But I, I was kind of hoping for Optimus Prime. Yeah. I was kind of hoping it was going to be Optimus Prime. Oh, I would have lost my shit. But <laughs> still, that Gundam, that was, didn't see that one coming. That was dope. That's I wild. really enjoyed that. That was hot. And then they did the classic Gundam pose where he, he struck the pose and it had the little light flash on him. I was like, oh, I did your homework. Yeah, this is real good. That's I played Gundam versus y'all. Check me out. Noximus on PSN, <laughs> bruh. Holler at me. Put these lasers in your head. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come, man. Come, come catch this weaponry. <laughs> Oh man, I'm just gonna uh, I'm just gonna uh, mention just two more quick ones here, and these are just strictly visually t uh, speaking. Mm. Um, the real world reminded me quite a bit of District Nine. Yes. Yeah, like the uh, the stacks and all that. It, it even like like Chappie. Well, yeah, even yeah, honestly, yeah, that same director, mm -hmm. <laughs> like everything he's done, really. Yeah, yeah I guess yeah, Blomkamp, whatever his name is, Neil. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So yeah, the real world reminded me of that. The virtual world reminded me a lot of Valerian from mm. last year. So mm, that's pretty good. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, as far as spectacle goes, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Valerian with a lot yeah. more substance. Yeah, Valerian yeah. was all spectacle. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of, I was really expecting the heir apparent to. Um, don't tell me. Oh God! Now I'm spacing. It's it's my movie though with, with Bruce Willis and, mm -hmm. and the God. Why am I ah, with Chris Tucker and why am I drawing a blank? This is my movie. Okay, tell me the name of the movie. Fifth Element. Yes, Fifth Element. Thank you. <laughs> I was really hoping this was gonna be like a return to form, something like that. Yeah. You know. And I think it was a little unfairly like overjudged, um, Valerian, but it's not great. You know? Well, I mean, when you're yeah. following the Fifth Element and you know you're getting all this hype, like you know, you know, he's, Luke is sitting there talking about how yeah, special effects have finally caught up, so I can really make my vision the way I wanted to make it. <laughs> and it's like, yes, this is what the Fifth Element was supposed to be, and then it's not. It's not even like 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 the Third Element. It's like, <laughs> it's like what is this? You know, it's pretty. Yeah, it's very pretty, but it sure is. Mm. So uh, I think that brings us to the the finished puzzle. Um, so the the list of movies are mm -hmm. uh, Tron, mm -hmm. The Matrix, mm -hmm. uh, Willy Wonka, Gamer, mm -hmm. Avatar, The Last Starfighter, Goonies, Wreck It Ralph, South Park Imagination Land, uh, District Nine, and Valerian. I think that covers them all. I think so. I think so. I didn't leave any out. Yeah, I think oh, that's it. I did oh. like the Iron Giant nod to oh, T2. Yeah. When, when, when the dude was, first of all, I'm trying to remember first of that. all, what's the dude's name that had the skull chest? Do you remember? Yeah, I, I don't remember what the character name is. TJ Miller played him. Okay, but, well, anyway, yeah. when, he was, when he was shooting at the Iron Giant's uh, knuckles, uh, he was, it looked like he was using a gun from uh, that Grasshopper game. Uh, it was something about, something about the dam. The gun looked just like the, the gun the gun he has in that game. But anyway, Shit, I, forget. I beat that game too. I just can't remember the name. The gun talks, by the way. It's a smart-ass gun. <laughs> but, you know, I, I beat the hell out of that game. 
But um, when he when he blew away the Iron Giant, he fell into the fire. He he put the thumbs up. Yeah, what you, do you mean? What I do you forgot mean? all about yeah. it. How do you mean you forgot? No, I oh, forgot no, about no, it. We're finished here. <laughs> we're done. I'm putting my headphones on. What you mean? What you mean? What you mean? What you mean? I forgot, you forgot. about that scene. How? That was great Take too. Two was like no, everything. no, I remembered it. During it, I just forgot it right now that it happened during Ready Player One. Man, are you kidding? I was so I was so happy when that happened that during didn't the movie. Stay with you, man. Yeah, I forgot about oh, that. Man, stop saying too, that. Too too many references all in one. I gotta keep oh, track. Oh no, man, so, I gotta bring a notebook to the movies man, next time. <laughs> that was everything. That was everything. I was like, oh my god. Like as soon as I saw it falling back into the fire, I was like, don't do it. Don't do it. He, and then he did it. I was like, oh yes, oh, yes, that was worth it. <laughs> so uh so with that we we uh wrap it up by uh how'd you like the movie i i could tell that you liked it uh i liked it as well i yeah. enjoyed it a lot like yeah. i said you know um from what i heard as far as uh, he made to the changes uh to the movie versus the book i probably wouldn't even got through the book to be honest right but the movie i definitely plan on seeing it at least a couple more times just just so i can try to catch everything it's so dense it's just so dense chock full of all of those cross referencing references and did you see it in 3D? I, nah, I'm not a big 3D guy, but it seems like it would be a fun one. I think it might. It probably work pretty well in 3D. I might yeah. go. Check, I might go. I might make an exception and go check it out in 3D. Yeah, but I definitely want to sit through it a few more times just to just to scour the screen for maybe what I didn't what I a part of the screen I wasn't looking at because I was focused on the plot or whatever or whatever sure. time. There's probably something laying on the ground over here. It's like, oh my god, that's from this one obscure ass movie in the 80s that I seen like one time at my friend's house on the VHS when I had to sleep over or whatever, probably on Betamax. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to go back just to just try to catch everything. I wouldn't doubt that there's stuff in the uh, the Earth, like the, the real-life scenes, too. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, just just to, you know, throw you off. I bet. <laughs> I, I, yeah, you know, it's something you don't even think about. It's, I, I got to look for that now, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I like this movie a lot, too. Uh, I think... Uh, you know, anything that could be nitpicked about it is just nitpicking. I mean, it's just a fun movie. Also, you know? I knew H was a girl way before they revealed it. Oh yeah. I knew I could tell I could tell by the mannerisms. Yeah. I could tell by like when 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 he was he at the time was telling when he got into the Buckaroo Banzai suit trying to tell him like, you know, he might be a three hundred pound dude named Chuck in the basement, or whatever, and he's and then he put the hand on the shoulder. I was like, Oh my god, that's a chick. <laughs> that's like she's she's projecting. That's 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 the chick. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I, like I wasn't surprised, I told my girl the whole time she was like, "You're right." I say, "I know I'm right. I'm always right." What you mean? Why are you surprised for? You gonna learn today. You learn every day. Why? That's not a surprise either. Wow. Well, um, yeah, th this was great. Um, you know, Will, thank you for being here. You got anything coming up? You're doing anything? You want to plug or anything like that? Uh, not really. Okay. Really, no. I'm kind of just working and working out, man. Just, yeah, just yeah. working on that. That's it. That's All it. Right. I got nothing going on. Um, if you if you if you want to know some claims of fame, whatever you might notice, might care, might not. But I pioneered the uh, the we uh, memory hack when <laughs> when they had the. The, the arbitrary limit of two gigs on the Wii, I figured out how to space it out to four gigs. I went viral for that. Just look under Noximus, uh, a Wii workaround. You'll, you'll see my, my little contribution to 
to the uh, gamer geekdom there. That's amazing. Yeah, I guess. It's, <laughs> I'm in like Chinese blogs for that one, man. Like, I mean, they're dated like 2006, 2007, but you know, I left my mark. I did my part for the community. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? They'll never forget. Hashtag never forget, man. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 did, I did my thing, you know? Oh, Some of y'all out there was, was, was rocking four gig memory cards thanks to me. I told you it'd be the perfect uh, co-host for this episode. <laughs> That's right. All right. Oh, man. Thanks for being here. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. That was a really fun conversation about a really fun movie. Uh, thank you, Will Hines, for joining me on that one. Uh, and also, Will actually called me the next day uh, to tell me that we forgot a really important puzzle piece. Uh, the movie that we forgot is Scott Pilgrim versus the World. And he's absolutely right. That, uh, you know, with all the video game references and... Um, you know, all of all that pop culture that was in that movie, definitely there is some of that in Ready Player One. And that is a really, really great point that we missed that one, Will. Um, and also, I'm really sorry that I didn't see The Last Starfighter. I'm going to make that happen soon, I promise. So anyway, thank you all for listening. Make sure, if you haven't yet, to subscribe to the show. Uh, leave us a uh, review, rate us, um, share it with your friends, and send us some feedback. We want to know how you're enjoying the show. Uh, I want to know how you liked our conversation. I'm going to be having Will back again uh, soon to discuss the new movie Rampage. Uh, and I got a lot of other great episodes coming up, uh, some with some of the people you've heard before on the show. Uh, I still have some other friends that I'm hoping to get on the show as co-hosts soon. So, yeah, we got a lot of great content coming soon. And um, thank you again for listening. Uh, we really hope you enjoyed it. And as usual, I'm going to end the show with a piece of my music. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a good one, I think. Uh, it's one of my older tracks, even though we're now um, promoting the new album, A Different Kind of Dream. But I just thought this one would be an appropriate one for this show. Thanks for listening.